everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, and leaders who provide insights from their personal journey to inspire you. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, again here with a new episode with a fabulous guest. And to our listeners, do remember to subscribe to us by following me, Priyanka Komla, on LinkedIn for your LinkedIn Live notifications, as well as our Career Startup Podcast page. Also, we're available on YouTube, Twitter, and your favorite podcast streaming platforms, links to which will be available as part of this episode. And I have a fabulous guest with me here today, whom I'm going to introduce you to, Monica Bajaj. Hi, Monica. Welcome to the show. Hi, Priyanka. Monica is joining us from San Francisco here on the West Coast in US. And so excited to have you on the show, Monica. Thank you, Priyanka. All right, so let's give a quick introduction about who Monica is. Monica is an engineering leader with a wide variety of experience around building high-performing, globally distributed engineering teams. And her prime focus has been around productivity and enriched experience for customers. So Monica is currently the Senior Director of Engineering and Product at Workday. And prior to Workday, she's worked at several tech giants, be it Cisco, NetApp, Perforce, and Ultimate Software. She's also a board member at Women in Localization, which is a global nonprofit organization focused on women mentorship and localization activities. And the best part about all as to why you should listen to this podcast, Monica was recently recognized as the top 60 engineering leaders to watch for in 2020 by Girl Geek X community. That's super fascinating, Monica, and we are thrilled that you've taken time amidst your schedule to be part of our show today. Thank you so much, Priyanka. I'm looking forward for this exciting conversation. Thank you so much. So let's acknowledge a couple of our listeners as well. We have Shikhar Bajaj, who's joining us from California. Hi, Shikhar. Welcome to the show. We have Hina Girdar, who's from India. Hi, Hina. And we also have Nikita Parmer from Chicago. Hi, Nikita. Again, thanks for tuning in for our show as well. And to our listeners who's just, who have just joined us here, one lucky winner is going to get a free 30-minute mentoring session with Monica herself. And it's a fabulous opportunity for Career Startup Podcast to connect our guests and our listeners. And how you're going to get this lucky chance is post a question for Monica, and one lucky winner is going to be picked up by the end of the show. So put your question hat on. With that being said, Monica, I'm going to get started with your childhood. Did you always dream of being a tech leader? Because right from your education days, you know, you went for your undergrad uh, at Indoor and then you graduated from IIT Mumbai. How has computer science really been part of your career from such a childhood? Uh... So my childhood was... Um very much influenced by education and learning. And I would say kudos to my grandfather and my mother, who are the muscle behind this. Um, never thought of being in tech or never thought of uh, learning computer science because those days, you know, computer science was not that popular. I mean, it was still emerging in um, technology. But my mom always inspired me to become an independent woman. Uh, she was like, whatever you want to do the first principle of life is like you have to be independent on your own you know um build your own career be be yourself 
and my parents were very open-minded in terms of letting me try different things, allowing me to pursue my dreams the way I wanted to. Uh, as you know, you know, growing up in an Indian society, um, as a girl, your future is like, you know, what you should do, what you should not do is more decided by people around you rather than yourself. Uh, but I was very fortunate that I had the support of my parents um, and I had the opportunity to do everything uh, right from entering into the engineering, pursuing my master's and then coming to United States um, as the first female from my home, first engineer from my family. So it was really, you know, encouraging from my parents. But um, definitely had no idea about I'm going to become a tech leader or I'm going to go computer science. The first time I touched uh, computer science uh, was in my undergrad, like touching the computers, actually. And it seems like, you know, the time has gone back. Today, the computers are like the kid is born and they touch the computer. So it's how much things have advanced. So definitely um, the dream was uh, to become an independent person on my own um, feet, but uh, not as thinking of being a tech leader. Let's put it this way. That's very fascinating, Monica. And you know, one of the best things that a lot of us Asian immigrants can relate to is you're one of the first you know, females in your family to traverse to a different part of the world and build a career for yourself. And I can relate to that as well. And so do our listeners. So thanks for sharing that. And I'm so inspired that parents feel that educating a woman is as essential to the society and gender bias has no role to play any further. Mm -hmm. All right. So with that being said, let's talk about your role at Workday. Tell us what Workday is and your focus on customer obsession at Workday. Okay. Uh, Workday is a leader in human capital management. Um, as you see, uh, the HR software, HR analytics, uh, building AI into HR software, all that stuff uh, Workday is um, investing in. Uh, customer experience uh, is definitely close to my heart. Customer experience, I feel, is the pulse, is the heartbeat of every business. It is how customers uh, perceive their interactions with your company. And every company is different. Every customer is different. If I look at uh, the three C's of customer experience, uh, credibility is number one, competency, and then culture. So if you look at credibility, it's all about the data, the commitments, the experiences that customers um, are dealing with the uh, companies. And then competency is like how you are building strong teams who can develop world-class products for these customers and create those awesome experiences. And then let's talk about the culture. Uh, we talk a lot about culture in companies, but culture is our DNA and the most important one because it covers our vision, our mission, our value, our competency, leadership. There a lot goes in that one word culture and companies do look, customers do look in these companies, what kind of culture they are bringing in. So I'm super proud to be a part of Workday because Workday has an amazing work culture, amazing customer experience across the board. Now I joined Workday around five months back, so I'm fairly new to Workday, but I used to be a Workday customer and now I'm an employee at Workday. So it's it has been an interesting journey as a user and as a person who is going to be investing in these products now. 
Uh, Workday's mission has, as I said, right, always delivering a better work experience, a rich customer experience. And Workday has been investing a lot in bringing in a well-rounded digital customer experience across all the products. My role at Workday has been primarily been uh, leading the effort to build an enterprise class Workday community platform. So if you look at community, uh, building a community is like building a brand. I mean, today we are doing this podcast. You have been building a community of us. So it's like building your own brand and building the power of one. So how do you collaborate? How do you learn? How do you stay connected? And how do you make sure that the customers are getting access to the right content in the right place? So it's really, really important to create that hub where customers and partners and workmates all can collaborate with enhanced um, engagement. So that's, that's really important. And that's my role at Workday at this point. Thank you, Monica, for that wonderful insights into Workday and the focus of uh, your, uh, uh, your career as well. Now, tell us this. You've worked with several tech giants prior to Workday. When do you decide that it's time to move on to the next career opportunity? Uh, how, does, how do you think about it when you're ready for the next move? First of all, I think it's really important for every individual to know what do they want to do and do they want to and what do they want to learn those are two important things and we all know i mean it's it's the reality is i can plan like i want to be xyz in a couple of years uh if the plan worked you know according to what i think that's great but most of the times it doesn't and so the world you know as you said the world doesn't always work for your plan but having that vision at the back of your mind is super super important because it keeps you focused it may not happen right you know after 5 years if you had a plan it may happen in 7 years but do not lose that focus of that vision and it helps i would say it helps to create a path for you so you keep on that journey and you don't lose the track uh, i have for me keeping a learning mindset and embracing new challenges is very very important if i have to grow so in my career when i had an opportunity to change i pretty much looked from the lens of taking on new challenges and learning something new and the way the technology is changing so fast it's it's really important that you stay focused and each of my career moves when i had to move i tried tapped into different industries the only place i can see the synergy is like i moved from ultimate software they are also a leader in hcm uh, human capital management and workday is in the same business domain however the work which i'm doing at workday is totally different like working managing this community building this community which i have never done before so it's a new challenge so if you if you want to keep your work interesting uh, roles and uh, the new technology, the new challenges you should definitely take. So that that definitely helps. That should be your pivot point, like in terms of moving. That's pretty fascinating. It's always interesting to figure out where we need to have these shifts in our career journey, right? Because gone are the days where you're stuck to just one company for the rest of your career journey. With that being said, uh, with that being said, I have a couple of other listeners that I want to acknowledge who have tuned in. Uh, we have Satya K. Uh, hi, Satya. Welcome to the show. 
We also have, uh, this should be Kimberly Bennett, who's joining us from Tampa, Florida. Hi, Kimberly. And then we have Rubinia, who's joining us from Denton, Texas. And just as a quick reminder, we have a free mentoring session, one-on-one -on -one exclusive. You heard that right, with Monica Bajaj. So one lucky winner is going to be getting this exclusive session with her. So feel free to drop a question or a comment for your chance to win this free session. All right, uh, Monica. You know, a lot of changes are happening in the political spectrum with Kamala Harris being our soon-to-be vice president. And that brings a lot of hope to a lot of Indian-American women as well. And I'm looking at you, Monica, with that being said, you've had a journey where you've worked so hard to be where you are today. It's never been easy. So when you look back, how does it feel to be an Asian-American or a woman of color leading your own path in technology and getting all these different recognitions? What's one takeaway you would have as part of your journey to share with our listeners? If I have to say one takeaway, I would just state in like, do not allow people to put you down. That's my one takeaway. And it comes by experiences. I had my own share of challenges in my career. Um, when I took my first role in management, um, I was called in by my, by my VP, who was also my hiring manager, apparently, and told me that Indian women are not fit for being leaders. And I was, I was just shocked. I was in disagreement. And when I stated with proper facts, it did impact my job. And I had, I resigned after a few months. So it was very painful. It definitely left a sour taste. As you can see, I still remember those days. Um, I'm glad um, that I proved him wrong. So that's, that's good. Uh, I also feel that, you know, there has been a lot of challenges. It's not just me, with me. I'm sure like a lot of us have faced these challenges in our growth. But I feel like you should not make those as barriers for you to grow. You have to just ignore them and keep moving, keep moving and have your support, have your community with you because it's really helpful. And for me, my mentors, uh, my sponsors, my family, you need those people around you who can support you, who can, whom you can trust and share these and move on. That's just a fabulous experience uh, you've shared because it's so vulnerable, but you're willing to share that to our listeners because a lot of us can derive inspiration. You know, when somebody puts us down, how do you rise like a phoenix and prove your naysayers that you have the capability to be who you are I think that's just a, a fabulous way to, to look at life in general, Monica. So kudos to you. I would add one more thing to that is one lesson learned from that experience is anytime I go and look for a job, I make sure that I'm working for the right person. So although you are not actively interviewing that individual, your hiring manager, but you can figure out in the interview whether you really want to work for this person or not. Thank you for that pointer. A lot of our listeners are, you know, young millennials who are in their first career. And it's always interesting for them to understand how do you position yourself as well as your brand as you start looking at your career journey in the long run as well. So thank you for that. Now tell us about 
Plato and Everwise, those are mentorship platforms. And you've actively been a role model and a mentor to a lot of young women as well. How has mentorship helped you personally? You did mention one of the barriers you had in your early stages of career. It was, in, it was insightful to have a board of mentors. Can you share a couple of other examples? Definitely. Uh, before I share any example, I want to share one famous quote by ben, Benjamin Franklin. Uh, which is really close to my heart. Um, it's like, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I will learn. So this quote relates so much every time I do a mentorship session or every time I am a mentee. Mentorship in my world is not just a word about teaching or sharing your experiences. It's about engaging yourself. It's about engaging yourself with passion revealing the skills, strengths of a mentee, because it goes both ways. A mentor is learning from a mentee and a mentee is learning from a mentor. As a child, when I was growing up, my grandfather and my mother both taught me. They were my mentors, like my grandfather taught me about literature because he was uh, you know, guru in English. And my mom taught me how to grow strong, how to stand up and never hesitate to speak up. So this blend of learning skills, this blend of knowledge, this blend of social um, skills also helped me a lot. So when you when you uh, get mentorship from somebody, it's a science. It's a way of exploring and providing new ways to help the mentee and mentor also learns what the mentee is going through. So it's, it's really important that you provide those tools in these engagements. And it's all about influencing as well. So mentorship is all about being a great influencer and also being influenced. So I would say like in this, uh, while I did not have the fortune of having uh, other mentors outside my family when I was growing up, but I still feel that today, the you know, the, the world has shrinked. It's, it's so much easy for people to uh, connect. So if you have somebody whom you can trust, it's really important to have those open discussions. You cannot just go and tell somebody like, hey, do you want me to be my mentor? It, it's an evolving process, I would say. You said it very rightly, Monica, because it takes a lot of time and investment to nurture these relationships, right? So, uh, so they get to know you personally as well, to advise from a holistic standpoint rather than a one-off, here's the situation, give me a solution to that. Right. All right, so we have a question from one of our listeners. This is Rubinia. Rubinia says she has an interview in a few weeks. She's a PhD candidate uh, as well, pursuing uh, her major is computer science. She's anxious and nervous, and it's a technical interview in software engineering. And this is like a perfect question, Rubinia, for Monica. She's feeling insecure. And can you help with some tips to find strength for the challenge. And the other aspect is Monica's also hiring. So it's nice to understand from an interviewer perspective, you know, how to help a candidate succeed. So go ahead, Monica. So one thing is like, do not feel insecure. Be proud of your strengths. If you have reached at this stage, so there is something about you. So that, that's really important. The second thing is whatever the way I look as a hiring manager is, any candidate who comes in, if they have put something in their resume, they need to be able to talk about it. Because I don't like to do the interviews where I keep the resumes aside. 
and talk about what I need and what I'm looking for, because obviously, you know, that has already passed. But what I look for is what this individual is bringing in experiences and how are they different from other team members? Because I'm looking for somebody who is different, not like the same stuff what I have with me or my team. Those that diversity is really important and that really helps. So I would say, look at your resume, make sure your resume speaks and what you can align. Typically, what I would also suggest is the role, I do not know which role you are going for, but try to connect if there is a possibility, try to connect your experiences with the role that the company is looking for. It is much easier for them to understand how you can help them uh, take the product or any other stuff to the next level. Thanks for that, Monica. And good luck, uh, Rubinia, on your upcoming interview. We are going to cheer for you, and hopefully you ace it in flying colors. We have another question from Hina Girdar. Any insights on what keeps you motivated? As I said, don't allow anybody to put you down. And it takes time. I would not claim that, you know, I was like this 15 years back. You have to have a lot of thick skin. So stay focused. Stay focused on your goals. Stay focused on what you want to be and how you want to be. Uh, how, how, what is your brand, right? I mean, that, that's really important. So for me, it is really important. I constantly want to learn and I constantly want to be aware about technology. I'm not doing any more coding, but of course, you know, being able to, being an engineering leader, I want to stay connected. I want to be able to talk to my engineers at the same level and not feel that I'm completely out of the loop. However, uh, be strategic. That's, that's really important. So as I said, right, just stay focused. Do not allow anybody. And if you think somebody is doing that, you have to, have a conversation with them as well. Thank you. That's very insightful, uh, Monica. And thanks, Hina, for that question, because it's always interesting to develop that sense of who you are as a person. So when people have other opinions about you, you don't let them get into you, which would distract you from what you are trying to achieve. So uh, thanks for sharing that. And we have Rubinia who says, thank you very much for that insight on her upcoming interview. So it helps her a lot. Thank you, uh, Rubinia. And that's what the show is for. It's getting real advice on real conversation based on the challenges that we face uh, in the tech world as part of a podcast too. Now, Monica, the other question I had for you is the women in tech gender gap is still a burning issue. What are you doing as a woman who's achieved great success in her career to close this gender gap? So at Workday, I'm fairly new. I have barely tapped into the women in tech. I'm, of course, you know, a member of that, but I have not taken any leadership roles yet. But in my previous jobs, I had an opportunity to um, build, to be a part of early uh, stage um, women in tech forums and leading the chapters at Ultimate Software and a Network Alliance. I'm also on the board of women in localization, which is focused on uh, helping mentorship for women and also in the localization industry. I'm playing my part, uh, closing this gender gap 
through my sharing my experiences, uh, providing mentorship, providing my support whenever the opportunity comes in. And I feel like if as an immigrant, you know, I can do it, so all you can do it. Because I think it's it's really important uh, to be able to um, embrace your accomplishments, celebrate your uh, accomplishments and share with the people so that it's easy. You know, if you can help somebody, that that's really awesome. So joining these forums has given me a platform where I'm able to impact. And it's not just women. Uh, I have mentored a lot of men as well as a part of this journey because I feel everybody needs um, that kind of uh, contribution and help. But uh, women in tech gender gap is definitely what I what I don't like is hiring women just to fill in that gender gap. I want women to be hired based on their talent as well and not just to fill in that gender gap. I'm so glad you think of women as not just a checkbox for diversity or based on our gender, but more about what kind of talent and thought process do we bring to the table to really diversify the mindset and thinking of the C-suite leadership. So thank you, Monica, for doing your part in terms of helping other women like us succeed. We have another question from Nikita. So here we go. So she has two questions. So let's get the first part of it. So at an early stage of career, we did mention about finding mentors and being more involved in the tech community. What is one advice you would have when you're just new to your profession on finding the right kind of mentors? What's the first step that we need to take? So the best, the best way to do is, and if you have that opportunity, depending upon you know, where you are working, if you have a women in tech chapters or forums within your organization, a lot of companies do, um, please join that because that's a great place to meet other women from other groups uh, who are working on different stuff. Um, it really helps to build those relationships. If you don't have those, then definitely connect more around, like, you know, look at the people leaders, look at your senior tech leads. If you are a software engineer and if you want to grow in a tech technical ladder, look at those people and observe them. Basically, it's more of a study rather than, you know, just going and telling them, hey, can you become my mentor? It takes a lot of study research from your end to study those people. And at some point in time, you feel like, yeah, I feel like this person can help me in answering some of my questions. And mentors do change. You cannot have one mentor forever. So mentors do change because your uh, needs change. And you need other people with different skill sets. So that's really important. Uh, and you can also in, get involved in the tech community uh, if you have women chapters or if you have tech chapters within the organization, please join them because that's where you can show your leadership as well. And one more thing I want to add is you don't need to have a title to become a leader. Everybody is a born leader, so please take this opportunity to become, you know, a lot of times people get confused that if I have so-and-so title, then only I can lead. That's not truly the case. So I would highly encourage that. And then there are forums um, like Plato. I mean, I work at Plato um, as a volunteer. So that's a good forum where you can be a mentee. If your organization supports that, you can connect with them and you get to meet a lot of mentors there. So mentors can be outside work also, by the way. I have a mentor who is not... Yeah, at my work. So that's amazing. And 
finding mentors outside of your domain, irrespective of the genders, again, diversifying your mentors is really helpful. So you get different perspectives when you're faced with challenges. That brings us to the second half of Nikita's question, which is, how did you decide, Monica, that learning and tackling new challenges was the thing that you wanted to focus on? Well, for me, learning and tackling challenges keeps me up. Let's put it this way. Uh, there is no way. I mean, I. you may call it as restless, or you may call it as, um, I cannot sit idle. So I need to have new challenges, whether it is in work, whether it is in learning, whether it is in my professional, personal life. It has to be exciting. So that keeps me up. It's always nice to see a leader who's always looking at what's next and how can you groom yourself on an ongoing basis to be the best version. So really love that. Kudos and thumbs up on that, uh, Monica. So with that being said, we have a fun rapid fire round for you. Are you ready for it? Definitely. <laughs> awesome. So you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following in one word, OK? The first thing is role model. And my mom, my mother. How does she I, feel about your success? Oh, she feels really good because you know she she had um, she had an ambition, as I said, right, to become an independent woman, and you know her her view of thinking was very limited because you know she never worked, but she was educated, so she poured all the education skills in us. But she always thought like, okay, be independent. Uh, you can go into teaching. You can be a bank in work in a bank. Um, and I did teaching. I, my first four years were teaching computer science. So because that that's what I saw in my family um, growing up. So this is huge. And and she really feels good, you know. And she continuously reminds me, like, make sure you stay professional. You know, family is there, but you keep a balance so it's not like you know she tells me like just run after your career she always reminds me there is a family behind too so she is a big you know big support for me it's always nice to have our parents as our moral source of support right yeah. so so you have a lot of favorite hobbies and let me say what they are you have gardening hiking mentoring blogging pick a favorite for us you haven't added one more um, i'm an artist as well I don't right. I don't do much these days because I don't have time. But whenever I get time, I like to put art everywhere. Um, my favorite is gardening. And gardening has been really close. Gardening has taught me so many lessons just about leadership as well. So I, I really embrace. That's awesome. Uh, so glad to know you're a multifaceted personality. And that explains the accent colors on your walls that we were talking about and the art that goes on it. Now I can connect the dots. <laughs> what does happiness mean to Monica? In simple words, enjoy simple things. A hot cup of tea with a warm blanket and a book. It can bring happiness to me. And But the, the bigger you know take, if I want to answer your question is, I feel that we make a living by what we get. But we make a life by what we give. 
So I think it's really important. What makes me happy is like if somebody comes to me and say, hey, you know, I had met with you. We discussed about this thing. It really helped me. And that brings joy that I was able to impact someone's life in a little form. So I'm big into giving, uh, whether it comes to mentorship. I used to do a lot of for scouting. My son is a Boy Scout, so did a lot um, and continue. So I think it's really important if you have an opportunity in life and if you are capable of it, definitely do your share, I would say. That's amazing. What is one fun thing about Monica that you haven't shared with anyone and it's exclusive to our podcast listeners? Oh my God. Uh, that, uh, I have not shared this with anyone and I'm sure like a lot of people who know me as well and who have joined in this uh, might not know. At one point in time, I wanted to join Indian Air Force and I had cleared the entrance exams for Indian Air Force and it was the first women Air Force batch. Um, I did not pursue further um, because, you know, I had gotten into engineering as well. So at that point in time, you know, my parents felt this is much safer, <laughs> you know. So that's where, you know, I changed. Um, but that was my dream at one point. That was awesome. So you were one of the Gunjan Saxenas in the making back then. I do not know about that. <laughs> I, I would not claim that yet, but uh, that was the starting point, you know. So I made my first move there. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And I'm so glad you've taken flight to be a leader in the tech. Yeah, I, I came here. <laughs> Last question What is your native language and one word to describe Monica in her native language? So my native language is Hindi. Uh, although, you know, I speak Hindi and English both and my family is, uh, they're growing in a dual culture. My husband is Indian, but he grew up pretty much here all his life. So our kids are growing in, you know, dual culture right now, which is good. And they learn, they get to the best of both worlds. Um, since you asked me what the, what the meaning of my name is, and I did, make sure like you know I, I know this always because Monica is a little bit western name and a lot of people did ask me when I moved here like hey did you change your name and I'm like no Monica in Hindi means advisor unique so it's like in Hindi you call it a salhakar like somebody who can give advice or somebody who can do some kind of counseling I never knew about that but that's that's the meaning of my name. That's amazing. I'm I'm so glad there was a lot of thought put behind naming you Monica. Yeah, actually, the the thought was different because it was very popular in Bollywood movies. <laughs> so that that's why my name came up. That's awesome. So we're going to do two things. One is to make you happy. So we have a couple of comments I'm going to share from our listeners to help you understand how your podcast has really inspired a lot of our listeners here. So. We'll start with Hina. She says it's this podcast has really inspired her. Thank you so much, Hina, for your thoughtful comments. Thank you, Hina. And this one is from Rubinia, where we had the discussion about hiring women, especially. She talks about her perspective on, you know, bringing in women for their talent mm -hmm. and giving them the chance. Uh, and Rubinia, I'm hopeful as you are, given how the the spectrum for women and leadership is changing as you can see things around us are quickly changing so you know hopefully this gives us a lot of positive feedback in terms of helping other fellow women leaders succeed 
All right, we have one from Satya, very informative, inspiring insights from the leader. Thank you, Satya. Thank you. Everyone is a bond leader. Awesome, thanks for that comment. Ooh, thanks for all these uh, you know, interesting wisdom. Wise words from you, Monica. Hey, look how fitting your name is. That's what our LinkedIn users are commenting. Very inspiring words. So the second aspect I wanted to talk about is Monica, as the name rightly suggests, is offering a free exclusive mentoring session for one lucky winner of our Career Startup podcast. And so, uh, Monica, I'm going to let you choose from our uh, listeners. So we have three uh, questions that we got. One was from Nikita. The other one was Hina. And we also had Rubinia. So I'm going to let you pick one lucky winner who's going to be part of your mentoring session. Oh boy, that's that's a tough one. Uh, I would love to help anybody. You know, it's not specific, but if you if I have to pick one, uh, I'll pick Nikita. Awesome. All right, Nikita, there you go. You're the lucky winner of the free 30-minute exclusive mentoring session with Monica, and we'll connect you with Monica at the end of the podcast so you guys can go ahead with your mentoring session. And for all our listeners, including uh, Rubinia and Hina, feel free to connect with Monica and uh, be in touch and. You know, Monica, if there's any way you can help them uh, sure. with any advice, that'd be great as well. Happy to help. All right. So please connect with Monica on a LinkedIn. Uh, that's an amazing way to connect with her. All right, Monica, that brings us to the end of our podcast episode. So tell us your experience being on the show and one reason why people need to listen to Career Startup Podcast. Well, I'm totally wowed, I would say. Very nicely done. Um, and I got introduced to Curry Up uh, podcast uh, and Priyanka both by one of my close friends, Rama, who has also done a podcast uh, with them. I would say that this platform has done great things. It got me an opportunity to look at all the podcasts you have done. So one unique thing I would say is actually two things I would say, which your podcast has done really, really well, Priyanka, is you have brought in diversity in these podcast events. And when I say diversity, it's not about race or gender or culture, but diversity of thought. And that's that's really, really important because that's something what people ignore most of the time in their podcast. You have brought in people with different experiences, different industries, which is really great. And you have created opportunities for many of us to get their voices heard across through these social media platforms. So thank you so much. This is this is huge, I would say. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of um, collab collaboration and uh, thinking to do this. Thank you for your kind words, Monica. Really appreciate it. And thanks to our previous podcast guest, a guest, Rama Saripali, who was uh, you know an amazing uh, person to get to know as part of a podcast. And she was the one who said, hey, Monica needs to be in your show. And that's how we got connected. So it's always nice to see the ripple effects of women helping other women succeed. And thank you so much for your kind comments on the diversity of thought we bring to the podcast. Because we've interviewed people from CIOs, tech leaders, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, emerging rising stars like Manpreet, uh, who's doing amazing work in the field of AI, you know, as a, as a young millennial. And also children book authors, wellness coaches. So it's always nice to get that diaspora of the Asian community together on one platform. And this is our 53rd episode with you. And we're looking forward to many, many more episodes and hopefully 100 soon. 
So with that being said, I'm going to uh, acknowledge a, a couple of quick closing comments before we end our podcast. So again, congratulations, Nikita. We're looking forward to uh, hearing your experience on your mentoring session with Monica as well. So feel free to uh, put up a post or a tweet around that. And Hina says, your name and uh, the fact that you're mentoring other women succeed you know, personally matches up. So uh, personality matches up. So thank you so much, Monica. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. And to our listeners, do subscribe to us wherever you are, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. We're looking forward to acing our 100th episode soon in the next couple of months, I should say. And it's your loyal viewership that's helped us get this far. Uh, so thank you so much for that. So until another episode with another interesting guest, this is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off from Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight world-class Asian entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, and leaders who provide insights and wisdom from their personal journey to inspire you. Until another episode, which is going to happen tomorrow, feel free to tune in and listen to all our episodes. Uh, we're available on any platform where you can hear a podcast. Mm -hmm.